Welcome to episode 309 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 309 of Iron Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Ott. How you going mate? Good, I, I, I've come bearing gifts this week Bevan. Brought him a bag full of fruit here, a bag yeah, of bananas and Is that from your yard? Sorry? How, where'd that come from? A bit of a few leftovers from the weekend. Oh, of course, because you had your race. Yes. And, and I heard a funny sound, <laughs> Johnny just gave me a funny look. We've got, we got some live live improvisation later in the show. Oh, I look forward, it's going to be like, whose line is it anyway? <laughs> yes. Okay, then uh, Iron Talk is proudly brought to you by? Coffeesofwire.com. Got another fact for you guys this week. Great. Yeah. Athlinks.com. Uh, they're changing everything and it's making it better. And extreme endurance and your lactic buffer for extreme athletes. Okay, John, in this week's show, we're going to be to put up my show notes here. In this week's show, it's a bit of an old school show. We've got some news. We've got an age group of the week. We've got a high five on what, John? On keeping your relationship together. <laughs> I think a lot of us need that. <laughs> and then we've got a website of the week, and we've got some questions and answers at the end. So it's all go news. It's probably brought to you by SLS Try. And well, there's not a lot of news this week, John, but Iron Man St. George, which will be the last time it's run as an Iron Man, mm. is happening this weekend. So there's some interesting news there. So this weekend's race, it's uh, it's the lower level Iron Man race in terms of for the pros. So points wise, it only has a thousand points. So it's a thousand point race versus a one of the like the regional championships like 4, Melbourne they're 4,000 so lower point scoring opportunities there for the pros um, and $25,000 total prize money which you know you, automatically I thought oh that's that's rubbish that's crap but actually by winning this race you get 5,000 US which is say on par with getting a third at a $75,000 race or a second at a $50,000 race so for example Ironman New Zealand is a $50,000 race um, I would say it's <clears throat> arguably harder to get second uh, to, to get second at Ironman New Zealand than what it would be to potentially say win this race you know, you know New Zealand or something like that you've got Cam Brown this year you have Marino Van Holnacker you've got yep. Terenzo Bozzoni um, yep, you've got uh, three or four top ten guys yeah, yeah. so so I think this, the, the tiered structure obviously we all want to see lots more money um, but I think it's it's not too bad if you go out and, and win this race and the other thing is as well is for sponsors mm. like you know look if you put on your if you go to your sponsors you say look I've won three I mean you know what people don't really go over way to see how many points were at that race you know mm. like at the end of the day if you get the win it looks good for the athlete doesn't it exactly so it's a it's a relatively thin field um you've got mark Tw- make twelsick who is uh, this is according to torsten's ratings here got to give torsten a pat on the back here because um Some homework this week didn't he he did but also you know i went to the st george site and i just had the list of competitors which i always complain about yep. didn't have a pro list or anything like that so um thankfully torsten had obviously gone through and extracted all the data um but Make Twelsick is the expected winner in 8.44. you also got Chris McDonald there, his um, expected time 8.50. Ben Hoffman, 8.51. He's quite a solid runner. And Axel Zeebrook at 8.55. Those are probably your four main contenders. I don't really see any other names there that should be um, sending the fear of God down any of those no. uh, those front guys. But my pick is perhaps to look out for Axel Zeebrook. He's a former ITU athlete. And uh, in ITU side of things, he used to be a bit of a, a, bit of a hammerhead on the, the bike. So um, we'll, we'll see how he goes. I'm going with Chris McDonald. You're going to go with Chris McDonald. Yeah, Friend nice. of the show. 
friend of the you show. Know, you bet your mates, mate. Exactly. You know? So Mike, Mike Twelsick, he, he had the win recently at that uh, the Leadman race. Mm, um, mm. So haven't seen Chris McDonald racing for well, quite a while. He, he was be, injured for a period. Yeah. Yeah, but he's back. So, so good. Um, yeah, I think between those four, it could potentially be quite a nice even race. Okay, on the girl side of things. On the girl side of things. Expected uh, winner five athletes and not uh, only cut the f- there weren't many but oh, the, were there. there were um, more than five with there, okay. there weren't any massive names there for Ma- uh, Mackenzie Madison is expected nine thirty nine um, to be honest haven't heard of her before so um, Meredith Kessler is seated second on Torsten's rating with nine forty if she transfers across her, her seventy point three form she should absolutely be crushing everybody so we'll be interested to see what happens there mm. and then the other girls um, I'm not really familiar with Jesse Donovan's uh, seated third according to Torsten Jessica Smith uh, fourth and Uli Broom in fifth place so when he's got rank here that's obviously overall ranking comparison to all athletes in Ironman is it yes I would imagine so wow so you think Chris McDonald whose time's an 8.50 gets him at 74th mm. wow that's pretty good yeah <laughs> so if you get a 9 hour you're about, about in the, just under the top 100 yeah. Ironman in the world if you averaged it out, and that, and, and that is an average. So you know, yeah. say for my eight fifty one, that would probably only end up being a, probably a, I don't know nine oh nine oh three nine oh four yeah. something like that. So that would probably have me ranked around about one hundred and fifty ish probably. Yeah, yeah. So I, let's, let's go for it. Let's call me the one hundred and fiftieth best Ironman athlete. In the Albert's world. the fifth. Yeah, best marathoner. Yeah, you're the one hundred and fifth best Ironman. One hundred fiftieth, I think. One hundred fiftieth, and yeah. I'm the best talker. There you go. There we go. That's there how we roll. Go. Now you got the transition prize. Oh, yes, actually, I'm the number one transition. Yes. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I'll take that, definitely. No denying it. Okay, I'm in St. George. So Torsten, that's like Torsten, we can do. You can do some analysis for us on, <laughs> on sure transition times in Kona um, next, this, this coming year or last year. I'm sure he'll love doing that one, John. Yeah. Uh, I'm in St. George, so it's no longer going to be an I'm in next year. So thinking? Um, well, my thinking is that we're going to see uh, San, Diego. San Diego or wherever this race on in California that's going to come into time because they, 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 they want to have a race around this time in May and it's going to need to be somewhere that's somewhat warm. Where is it, George? Uh, it's in Texas. So why would they stop that one? Because of the, the course. So this is why a few people are up in arms is it's a challenging course and they they didn't sell it out and it's getting less. It's got the highest... Oh, really? North America didn't sell out? No. Oh, the, okay. the first year sold out and then I think they dropped down That's to, right. It's epic, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. It's not epic. It's it's just... Oh, about, it's a good challenging it's, course. Yeah, it's a challenging course, but I wouldn't say it's it's it's, it's not epic or anything. What's that saying? That it, so you think it's a course that's making it not sell out or is it... Uh, it's a co- the course and um, the conditions haven't been uh, fantastic. So um, first year they had sold out, I think maybe just over 2,000 people. Last year I think 1,800, this year 1,700 and it's got the highest d- DNF rate of, of Ironman athletes. So um, Ironman events more, more, more yep. than Kona. Uh, so, yeah, it's changing to a 70.3. So I think for a lot of people, it'll actually be quite good because the timing for a 70.3 is is good at this time of the year if they're building up for a mid-season, mid-season race, yep. whereas yep. it's quite hard for a lot of people in, to train through winter up for for an Ironman. Put John Ellis from Muscles Inc., local uh, local man here. If you need a muscle, go uh, massage. If you need a muscle, you need go a muscle. see John, he'll get you yeah. a muscle. Get, get, go get yourself a message, but he was planning on doing it next year, so he's a bit gutted because he, he looked for a, wanted to look for a, for a challenging course. And a couple of other locals, um, Zania Morrison and tell you what, speaker Zania Morrison. I was riding driving down the road there, and I said, "There's an Iron Man talk," and I could say yes. Iron Man talk. She was wearing an Iron Man talk jersey. Yeah, I said, "There's an Iron Man talk journey," and there was Zania Morrison flying. 
flying down the street. Yeah. Loving it, running down Colombo Street. And she's cheated the race, I think, last year. And Christine McKinley, also another local, did it. And they really said when they were out there, from, from what they saw, people just weren't prepared for it. You know, they just um, thought another Ironman. But if you're going to do one of these challenging courses, you need to be prepared for it. So I don't know. I'm in, I'm in two minds. I think the timing wise, it's great for a 70.3, but it, it is nice to have some, some reasonable, challenging races out there. What are the hard Ironman courses? You've got Lanzarote. France, France, nothing. I mean, the North American ones. You know, Placid is a fair is a fair test. Cord Lane's got a few hills in it as well. Yep. So, um, I just hope we don't go down that route where everything is just going to become yeah. dumbed down and, and, and easy. So, uh, I don't know whether they're doing it because of the the DNF rate or because of the declining entries. But it's a, sh- a, a lot well, of people. It's a lot unlike of, I mean, not to have a sold out race in North America. Yeah. It's just a shame if they think they have to sell everything else, sell, sell things out in 20 seconds flat, and if, it's, and if it becomes just pure, surely, if you're getting 17, 1800 athletes, you still should be able to run a, a somewhat profitable event. My, my question is, could you have two races at this time of year in America, North America? Like, you know, could you have San Diego and St. George happening? Like, it's only 4,000 athletes mm. in all of America. Yeah. You probably could potentially pull that off but anyway yeah. anyway um, that's it so people are doing it going to be the last opportunity this weekend we've got the Urban Hotel Group Ironman Australia and I'm interested to see what happens with this race as yeah, well. Yeah, so what do you reckon is going to happen? Well, there's, there's all sorts of talk because now you've got um, Cairns going on as well you've got Melbourne But is Cairns going to stay as an Ironman race? Do you think it's a long term commitment? Like they've taken over the challenge race now it's because of the organisation but is it, is, it, is it you know this year they just need to fulfil their need? I, w- I would have thought they would. I mean, it's it's timing wise, it works quite well for for this sort of market for the for the Asia Pacific market. There's not nothing else really on at that time. It's a nice destination race, so I would have thought so, but I hadn't really thought if they'd cancel it. But I mean, you've got now Melbourne, Cairns, Western Australia, and Ironman Australia, and they've changed it to seventy. So it's a seventy point three and Ironman. So I I just get the feeling that um. And a few other people have, have had murmurings that hmm, we'll see, we'll see now, what is happens. Is Australia there. the only place in the world where they do that? The seventy point three slash Ironman in the same day under WTC banner? As far as I believe, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So, interesting. Isn't it? so again, this is only a thousand point race and uh, twenty five thousand dollars. So you know we've seen a much stronger field at obviously um, Melbourne in terms of the pros and Western Australia. I think might be might be similar. So the Aussies, you know, they've only got they've got their one big big race now. Although Cairns is hundred thousand euro. That's Solid money. So the girls side yeah, of things... That, what, what do you reckon will happen there next year? 25, or probably 50. Depends. All that, all that money is not coming from WTC's pockets. That's coming from sponsors that they want to put, you know, that they want to use this as a destination race. It'll come from the tourism authority, and, and that's what it comes down to for prize money. It's whether the local organiser can, uh, can get some good sponsorship. So I don't know. Um, again, relatively small, thin fields. Um, Michelle Mitchell is the top seeded athlete and she's expected to spank everybody but she's expected to come in at 9.38 and next is Kat Barker at 9.58, Nicole Ward 10 hours and Hilary Biscay 10.10, haven't seen that name in the ring for a no, little while. Go Hilary. So we'll see how she, she cranks out there. On the, the guys side of things, um, Aussie, Aussie hero Tim Burkle who's won Ironman Western Australia, he's expected 8.47, Paul Ambrose, he's one of... Uh, He's one of, I thought he's one of Macca's training mates, isn't he, Paul Ambrose, or is it Paul Matthews? I'm not sure. Anyway, 8.50, Jason Shortus, he's always there or thereabouts, 8.52, and you've also got Dan Brown, Leon Griffin, and that's about the extent of it.
Okay, well, John Dawson did some homework for us, and he's given us a. He's just updated his Kona predictions, and he's just saying that Crowey's lead has extended based on his rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now put Mecca back into the equation because he kind of thinks that Mecca's going to do Kona. What's happening there, John? Oh, the Aussies are in turmoil, as I as I talked about last week. Well, I actually saw one of the selectors quit over the snowstorm thing. Well, it sounds like they submitted their recommendations for selections and they got told to go back and think about it a bit harder oh, really? they resubmitted the gear or something something like that and they said go, no go think about that a bit harder again and really? uh, and so there's, there's yeah it, it sounds like it is a lot of it is around snow still um i guess some people want to in some people want to out gonna be interesting so when do they, when do they have to announce it for? I, I don't know oh, can't be far away no no i don't i, don't, I think that the cutoff for when they've got to submit it to the i the IOC, they've probably got a bit more, bit, bit of time there. But in terms of um, allowing the athletes to prepare, they want to get off their butts and, and sort it out. Yeah, because for an athlete to know now mm. is a different beast, isn't it? To I, know a month from now. I think a few um, countries, I see Great Britain is in the same boat as uh, the the next round of the World Triathlon Series in San Diego, which is I think maybe the tenth, eleventh of May. Um, I think a few countries might be using that as their last. Yep, selection race. Well, Badman, last weekend when we won uh, Ironman South Africa, Thorsten came back and said she actually is now the oldest Ironman athlete in the world to win a race. She was 45 years old, four months and 16 days. The previous winner was Fernanda Keller, and uh, she was at that time 44 years, seven months and 21 days. So That was Ironman Brazil in 2008. Wow, so that's, you know, it's phenomenal to think at 45 mm. to win an Ironman. That is Man, it's amazing. Both those athletes are just, they've been going for a long time. You know, it's not like they've, uh, they've come into the sport late. You know, um, Badman has been around for a long time. Before she started doing anything in Ironman, she was winning uh, world duathlon titles, and Fernanda Keller has been at it for, for an awfully long time. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome to see. Yeah, phenomenal. So, anyway, um, John. Yes. Did you hear about the war? Uh, yes. No. The which, war, which John, war there was a war about? this week. A war of words. The war of words this week in Lance. Here we go, John. Yeah. So this week in Lance, has been, it's been a big topical week, John, this mm-hmm. week in Lance, because Lance didn't make many friends this week. Well, maybe he did. Bit of a smackdown talk on t- Twitter, has there? Went on Twitter and, 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 he, and he kind of gave a bit of, a bit of what did he say, a blow dry... The, yeah. a shampoo, blow dry, and a run or something like and, that. And then that's what he's talking about is uh, draft legal and racing. A 10K run, there was shampoo, yeah. yep. Blow dry and a 10k run, and uh, he put it on. He put it on. He said it basically made. Did someone ask him if he'd do it uh, an Olympic race or something like that? I don't know. You're, you're telling the story. I don't know. I kind of I did my prep and then I've forgotten about it. But basically, he went on Twitter and he kind of made a joke about Olympic distance, saying how you know it's basically a shampoo, a blow dry, and a 10k run, and uh, and then uh, Sam Whitfield, an Olympic mm-hmm. champion. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too happy about that, John. He took offence to that. Yep, he came back and he said, uh, "Well, you know, I'm not too happy about that." Mm. And there's a bit of war of words, John. Right. Mm. And then Lance came back and said, "Is a draft legal try not the race of truth? No, I certainly would never call it a joke." Which is kind of a bit of a have, really, because if you're yeah. going to call it a, a shampoo, blow dry, and a 10k run, you kind of are saying it a joke. Mm. And then Simon Whitfield came back and said, "Well, I interpret that as a joke. We work bloody hard and we love our sport. Sport, uh, a sport." You help build. And then you go, I'm not begging you or your peers, just feel that draft leading ought to have never been allowed. And then like Simon come back and go, I underestimate, I think you underestimate what it means when you disregard it. A lot of us look up to you. And then they kind of agree to disagree. Mm. Wow. Your thoughts, John? 
Jordan Rep even got involved. Yeah, Rep said, "Love your work, mate." He got involved. He's a big, big Whitfield. The, uh, the thing is, uh, we'd all love. I'd love to see um, non-drafting races, but it's just, it's just times have changed. It's not realistic. You cannot have a world-class field in a non-drafting situation. We don't buy. say world-class if you get the best. 40 or 50 athletes together in the world, you can't have a non-drafting race unless you do a, some sort of staggered start. They just, they'll all come out of the swim together and you, unless you've got a 20-lane highway for them to go ride down, then it can't happen. Well, maybe Lance should figure that out. Because mm. there was a war, John. Mm. There was a war. Sound I'm even like reading, I'm reading a newspaper here. The yeah. war of words. It's crazy, because it's a crazy world out there, Bevan. It's a war. Just be careful, John. The war's out. Just look outside, yeah. your roof at night. Yeah. Be careful. And the other piece of news in Lance is he's going to be doing... Uh, St. Croix, 70.3. Should do well there. It's a comeback. Because he did the race when he was a triathlete. Right. Yeah. yeah we'll so see if he... Um, it's good, topical, nice. Here comes the segue, Bevan. Um, I knew me- you were going to do that. Legends of Triathlon. Uh, is, one next is, month. Is, no, it's going to be uh-huh. released today. Oh, yeah, it is too, yeah. Uh, and Mike Pig has the record uh, for going up the beast, which is a big climb in that race. So it'll be interesting to see if... Uh, Still... If, I, I believe so, allegedly, he still <laughs> does. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Lance crushes that. Well, it's almost 25 years, but he's excited to announce his return to St. Croix in Ironman St. Croix 70.3, Beauty and the Beast. It's interesting because Croix usually does that race. So, um, well, yeah, traditionally, it was a big field race, wasn't it? It used to be massive. Yeah, St. Croix was one of the races, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, see who's, who's, who's lining up against Lance. When is it? 6th of May. There you go, 6th of May. Oh, so it's like next week. There you go. Maybe I should have had that in my news. John, you should have had that in the news. <laughs> Don't worry, because I had it in This Week in Lance. There we go, that's This Week in Lance. Okay, guys, um, what do you want to talk about? Yes, oh, let's try. Is Jeff it, Curry. Is, yeah, so the there's, explosion. The explosion, Jeff Curry. He was saying, I want to share some feedback on the fantastic experience I had dealing with SLS. I ordered a pair of uh, their great compression calf calf guards nice. I live in Northern Ireland but it's going to be on holidays in New York so being cheap I wanted to take advantage of their free US postage the guys were brilliant and sent the package to my hotel in New York and even managed to sort out a minor problem with paying with a credit card with differing delivery and home address Sebastian at SLS was amazing to communicate um, and it was great best of all the compression gear is top notch and I couldn't recommend them highly enough to the rest of the I Am Talk community go on support the sponsors folks Cheers, Jeff, the explosion, curry. So that's what I always like. We always get feedback like this about um, all the sponsors that we get good, great customer service. And uh, And to be honest, we've kind of fluked that, haven't we? Because, you know, people come and say they want to sponsor and we don't know how good their business is until you guys actually give us feedback at first. And and to be honest, we've kind of fluked it because every business we've ever had as sponsors, we've always had great feedback around Mm. their customer service. So use the code IAMTALK at slstry.com and you get a discount. They've got the compression gear, the race gear. And if you're going to St. George this weekend, uh, they're going to have a stand there at the Expo. And likewise, if you're going to the San Diego World Triathlon Series race, they're going to have a stand there as well. And I'd really, I don't know what the field's like in San Diego. I'm sure it'd be pretty good. But I'd really encourage you to go down and watch, a um, if you're relatively close to that area, to go watch a, a short course triathlon. They're, um, they're pretty cool to go and watch. And they generally have a really good pump atmosphere going and uh, and you can see sort of in the in the flesh what it's all about <clears throat> oh, uh, surely they get pretty big spectators 
Usually, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's the first year they've held it in San Diego. Um, and so I guess it comes down to how well they promote it. When they do them in, in Europe and stuff, massive. Like when in, in Auckland last year, you know, they had the streets were just lined. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was interesting because a lot of my friends are in Auckland and they, like, they don't know triathlon, but obviously they know I do triathlon. And so they always go, oh, you know, I went and watched the race. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, so as great. long as they've got a good venue and it's uh, easy to get to in San Diego, then uh, should do well. So check it out, slstry.com. Okay, Hot Topic of the Week is probably brought to you by trainingpeaks.com. And just letting you guys know that John came up with this one, just because I don't think it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, gosh. <laughs> John was wondering if the smaller races in your area suffer when the brand of races come in and take over. Is this a concern for you? And if so, why? Gavin Dixon, uh... There was a really nice Olympic distance try run by the Bolton Tri Club in the UK. Nice swim, a really nice bike course, and a trail run. Um, and old bacon sandwiches at the finish. Bacon nice. sandwiches. Um, WTC decided to run Ironman UK in Bolton, and because uh, and use the same swim, the owner of the lake would no longer allow two swimming events. So the well-run club event is no more. A big loss to the club and athletes in the area. Oh, that's not good. Mm. Just so, just on the Facebook page. Yeah. Good old here from Wicklow Tri, Jamie Gray. Oh yes, pulled that in for, for, for Club of the Week a yeah, little while ago. Yeah, yeah, he's saying the club's still going strong, 150 members plus, still listening, keep it up guys, so nice. just good to see, yeah, it's nice, I like it. Okay, um, uh, you and Kevin, I'll go be in the running man, sure, yep. um, by takeover do you mean when somebody like WTC starts running uh, what was formerly a local race, or do you mean a new national race comes in and provides competition, oh, so he's just asking more clarification, Yeah. too late too late Lucy Francis my only concern is that when the race becomes so big with wave after wave I feel like I'm on a conveyor belt like a like in London triathlon and London triathlon's massive mm. um, in the UK we still have space for more races big and small we haven't reached saturation point yet okay well Steve uh, Crossman's got yep uh, they sure do local uh, Ottawa Canada race the Canadian 226 and Montreal's Spirit Triathlon which are long distance end of the season A type races have gotten less uh, attention since the announcement of Mount Tremblant Ironman WTC last year Epic Darthmouth is another one that comes to mind which is looking a bit like a flop less than 50 registrations ATM people forget that local races uh, race directors and local races when the big boys come to town certainly for the Ironman distance races I can see why I'd want lots less a lot of company on the race courses doing an Ironman with 30 other people isn't my cup of tea need some extra motivation and atmosphere but for the shorter distances half Ironman and under local comes first I think that's why the local 50 51 50 series Hasn't really seen much success. I agree with those sentiments. Has the fifty-one fifty series not seen much success? Well, they've taken over a lot of races, so they've they've they've. So it's not like they've yeah they've already in terms of if they've tried to create a new fifty-one fifty from from what I've seen and I haven't investigated this thoroughly. It doesn't Ooh. seem to take take off quite as much, but. Whether they're just taken over a race, then it seems to have just carried on as, as usual. Will Cannon, firstly, it depends on the type of race. If small local sprints get replaced by long-distance stuff, that really annoys me because I like to race short course. But in all seriousness, um, com- competition can only be healthy for the sport. It forces local races to improve and find a point of difference with bigger branded race. Living in Melbourne, we're a sport, sport for choice with two local sprint series and the recent Ironman Melbourne. Um, in a sense, the smaller sprints have served as a perfect complement to Ironman. People use, use them as tune-ups while others use those races as build-up to eventually racing Ironman Melbourne. 
Nice, Michael Brewitt's got four issues. He's got four issues, John. Yes. And it's not even talking about triathlon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> First one, the cost. The ongoing rate for a WTC 70.3 appears to be around $250 to $275 these days, while non-WTC races are typically less than $200. Number two, early sellouts. At least at the US Ironman races, except for St. George, um, sell out a race in advance, a year in advance, and the popular 70-point races sell out more than six months in advance. Or you can enter a non-WTC races until the last month or two. Three, the transfer policy. Non-WTC races usually have a friendly, friendly policies in the event of injury or other unexpected life changes, especially with the early sellouts. The cat's coming along. Um, can uh, This can be a problem. Fourth, course crowding. WTC just seems to have way more too many people on the course. Oh, you getting rid of the cat? Get rid of the cat. Just get chucks water, it on the ground. Get the water pistol out, Bevan. Yep, here we go. <laughs> uh, Trevor Caston, uh, small local cheap races are dying, not because of the big branded WTC slash rock and roll uh, corporation races, um, but the race costs have increased so much. We've had a local sprint try this weekend, 450 sell out in two days. It needed eight cops and it had eight try officials all get paid um, from entries and then the city wants fees for the pool road closures and insurance coverage tough to make ends meet for race organizers unless you have some good local sponsors step up and a ton of free volunteers um, big karma to the high school kids earning two credits towards their graduation that's a good way of doing it isn't yeah. it good old um b matthews got a good point they're all pretty crap anyway and <laughs> UK 70.3 is an awesome race from what he hears yes so so I think I agree with um, a lot of the have you got any more you want to oh, I do want to say Edwin Wong because I know Edwin Wong yes yeah, he smashed it when I was doing the pump module um, I live in Hong Kong and got affected from the other races in the spectrum where if WTC decided not to do any races in Asia there are basically no Ironman races to go to within four hours flight I wish other race organisers could consider coming to Asia so nice yeah. um, I agree largely with one of the points you made is the long distance side of things you know I'd much rather a branded race whether it be Challenge or Iron Man, um, pretty much running the, the schmoozle there because you, you want to have a decent sized field out there. And if, if for most people, their iron distance race of the year is going to be their A race, and they probably don't have such a problem spending the, the, the extra money on that. Um, where it probably concerns me a bit is, is around the sort of short course and the half Ironman side of things. It is just getting so bloody expensive for all the entry fees. And when you do get Challenge and, and Ironman, Ironman more so than Challenge and these other branded races coming in, they're bloody expensive to enter. And if, if you only had the choice of 5150s where you've got to pay, I don't know, whatever it costs to enter them, but they're, they're generally quite a bit, or 70.3s and Ironmans, the, the, it is going to start really pricing people out of the market and if we if we see the total is it John is it because let's be honest we're not a poor man's game yeah but that's you know like the selling out yeah I know but um, but, but then the, you got you look, like you look at the coast to coast what's the thousand dollar center now yeah yeah thousand dollars for a race yeah and it's getting less and less popular each year is it yeah is it getting less people yes entering? Oh. Definitely, it is. It is. You know that for a fact. I do know that for a fact. How? Because I watch the entry levels go down every year. Um, so that does that concerns me a little bit. Um, uh, but I, I totally agree with with Trevor Caston's point. The issue is for the local organisers is uh, is cost. It's, it's bloody expensive to put on races these days. And you wouldn't uh, put on an Ironman, would you? No, I certainly wouldn't. No, you like you know like you made to go up to a half. Even then, you've got to you have to make it a, a bit, bit like what festival type a festival day. type yeah. event because if you just well, and I'm talking New Zealand here, but if you put on a half, you'd have to have a pretty, you'd have to have quite a few unique 
points to, to put it on. Um, so sprints and Olympics, sweet. But for, 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 for clubs, I think you know you've got you, they do have to lift their game. You've got to compete on um, compete on price. If you're going to do a, a smaller level race, then you've got to compete on price. If you do a crappy sprint triathlon and you and you try to charge through the roof, then uh, things are going to go tits up pretty quick. And uh, and from my Experience in race directing is, a, I think, you really need to have that sort of festival atmosphere, and uh, oh, for and, sure. And and if you're not a branded race, then the, the one other thing, the thing that I think you can make you unique is 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 really good course construction, not course construction, but course d- design. Yeah. So you know, you either make it um, a really challenging course or a really beautiful course, and uh, I guess those are points you got to sort of compete on. But it is it does concern me a little bit that all these small races are. Not in all, a lot of them are. But it's, it's the evolution of the sport, you know. You know, like if at the end of the day, people do these things to make profit. You know, mm. you, you know, like I know local tri clubs have their local events just to get their members racing. But really, at the end of the day, if you're going to commit a lot of time and stuff, it's your time you're giving up. So someone wants, needs to be paid for that time. And if if local events, if someone can come along and put a, a class here event on, but which means you have to pay more to do, but it means you're going to get five, six hundred people at a race. Is that just the way the sport's going? Mm, it certainly is. But you got your, I guess you the 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 hardcore you're really catering for that that sometimes you know the the, the, the how towels who just they just want to go and race. They don't necessarily want that razzmatazz. They want to race more regularly. Those are the people who are going to start suffering because the, all the races are going to become uh, really expensive, and that's when price really does come into it. If you want to race every two or three weeks, and you got to keep, you know shell out a few hundred bucks each time then price becomes an issue. It hurts, John. Just one other thing, just Crab sent through on Facebook, actually, a pretty interesting link that Carolyn Stephen still hasn't got an Ironman Melbourne prize money. Yes. She put it on her Twitter. Nice. So in five weeks, guys, sharpen up. How long should you expect to get the money? I don't know. I mean, they always use the call, the drug testing call. Oh, we're going to wait till the drug testing results are in. Um, but, so I don't know how long that takes. But I guess that's a valid excuse if there is drug testing and waiting for the results from that I guess that's a valid reason to, to hold it back but there should basically be a pretty clear time frame if it's going to be five weeks that's absolutely fine but as long as you say yeah it's, it's five just weeks. communication isn't it mm. is it in your relationship tips it's all about communication yeah it is no and your high five. Well, I just came up with five points. I'm not saying this is the, the the we've gone over communication to death. So I just came up with five random points. Okay, okay John. This week's this week is gold. Is so I'll, no, I'll I'm, uh, come on, John. This is gold. I was out there uh, thinking the other day. I was we, thinking we, we, a few yes. weeks ago we got everyone on the show saying give us topics, and since then you've used one of them. I've used a bunch load of them. No, Thank probably you very two. much. No, a bunch load. This is gold. You can do that. You can do can my I, one okay. as well. Okay, we'll do my one. But as well. I was I was I was going. What was I? I can't remember what yeah, I was writing saying. Yeah, writing were you? Yeah, I must have been. I was, I was saying, I was going, who is going to win Kona in 2015, male and male or female? Who are the people? You know, Chrissy, Chloe, and that are going to maybe. You can put that down if you like that to be your choice. Can but I drink the milk? Uh, can I drink my water once the cat's drunken out of it? Go for it. Do you, would, would you do it? Cat and mouth disease. <laughs> cat and mouth disease. <laughs> um, <laughs> cat and mouth. So I'm, we're going to have two top topics this week. Part one is who will win Kona in 2015. So got a few years to think. You know, you have got to think a few years down the track. We've got the old guard there, the Crows and the Mackers and no, no, Chrissy's. Crowe's not going to be around in 15. Well, yeah, is Chrissy going to be around in 2015? Yeah, she will be. Okay, well yep. there you go. There's your yep. pick. Crowe um, might be, but he's, he won't be winning in 15. Okay. It's my prediction. There you go. Put that out. Great discussion, John. Yeah. Mine is. I'm going to be political this week, John. Mm. I know you, you had something to say. No, you go ahead. You sure? Yeah. You sure? I've done my dash. Thank you. Done his dash. If you had the chance of changing one law that your local government had to just follow, 
What? Listen, just, just listen. What would be the thing you would change to make people more fit in society? It's a stupid... No, it's not, stupid. brilliant. It's related to triathlon. No, not because, really. Because we want to know what people are like as people, John. We want to see their political views. So what we want to see is... If you basically, if you go to government and you say this is the law I want that's going to make my society more healthier or fitter, what what would the government have to do? And they have to follow one hundred percent. They can't even. It's just what it's called the your name law. So it'd be the John. Yes, what would you do? Everybody, no, just removal of cars. Everybody's got to ride their bikes. See, see how good would that be for society, John? That'd be marvelous. See, see, and, and you probably have two rules. You'd have no neighbours because people <laughs> wouldn't want to bloody ride up the hill. No, it's good. They leave us alone. <laughs> and the second thing is, you'd love it, John. Do you know why? Why? Because you'll probably make them wear helmets as well. But if there's no cars, helmets probably wouldn't be so bad. That's true. So if there are no cars, would you allow no helmets? No, because if you fall off your bike, it's still going to hurt your head. Uh. <laughs> Do you want to debate that one? <laughs> I fall off my bike and hurt my head. Okay. Not every time. You only need to do it once. So there we go. Yeah, Two discussions. True. The best for 15 Kona and the law that you would change. Training peak, Sean, what's happening there? Um, so a lot of people ask about what you get for your paid subscription. If you want to do that, use the code IAMTALK and you get a 15% discount on that. Do it. Um, but a big part of what you, you miss out by not having the paid subscription is, is a lot of the charts. And I've started, because I'm onto it now, I start playing around with the charts a bit more. And because I've got the Garmin, everything just gets uploaded uh, automatically for both my biking and my running. So it's kind of... Uh, a couple of cool ones that I just like is uh, it's just really quick tools. I've got a training distance, so you can just really quickly switch between your, your swim, your bike, and your run. And uh, and especially for running now with Garmin's, you know, automatic boom. That's how much weekly um, volume you've done, and really just a quick reference tool and uh, one of the nice to look at things. The other one that I really look at, like and enjoying from a personal level and for from a coaching level is is time in your different speed zones. So if you go in and you set up your different speed zones you know I use a, a seven tiered um, training zone um, do you? yes I do seven not, seven. not the John Hellermans I use five and I've now added on a couple just more for for your, your sort of stride work and stuff to give people guidance in that area it's I have to say yes one of my runners this weekend had the Adidas Me which is a, is a lot of people like when I run I use my iPhone I don't have a Garmin and, um, but she's got the Me I think it's the Me or my Coach Me or something mm-hmm. and you plug it into your iPhone and then it gives you, you so your iPhone can be a heart rate monitor and it counts your strides and stuff like that as well and gives you a pacing you know obviously use GPS right. for pacing and stuff but also gives stride rate and heart rate monitor so for, if you're just someone out there who actually just uses um, your iPhone for your device, which I do myself, I know a lot of people will probably have Garmin's, but mm. it does everything else as well, and it's pretty cheap, so maybe want to check that out. I wonder if, another question for another day, whether iPhone has just got a standard app that would communicate with your... Well, you've got, you got you, you like Met My Runs and stuff like that, RunKeeper and stuff like that, which mm. are great apps, which are GPS, and they give you a speed, and, and you can mm. get it to go in your ear so it can tell you to go faster and stuff like that, so that's good, but you don't get stride rate or heart rate. Right. And this is the little device you just basically plug into the power adapter of your iPhone. Yeah. And then it, you, you obviously put something in your shoe to catch stride rate and you wear your heart rate monitor. Yeah. But then at the end of your run, you've got all that information as well. So mm. it's, yeah. But no, the, the way as I was saying, the, the time and speed zones I find really, really useful um, because a lot of people do 
too much in the the top end, and we need to get a nice balance of uh, of training in your steady zone, and, and obviously some some speed work in there as well. One of the ones that I've, I'm using a lot more now as well is, is lap analysis. So if you you know just this morning I was talking to an athlete that I coach, and uh, he was saying about how he he progressively slowed down going up a uh, a big mountain climb, and we were able to quickly just highlight different periods of the climb, and he hadn't hit his lap button or anything like that. We were able to select those periods and just get a quick analysis of um, of what he was doing with regards to power, heart rate, and also his uh, his VAM, which is you know how many meters he's climbing per hour on an average basis and um, and obviously for you guys with power meters and I'll go into this on another time they've got you know several different chart you know charts you can use in terms of peak power yeah. um, best outputs and stuff so that's you know the, the charts they've got lots on there there's nutritional ones as well but that's a big part of what you get with your paid subscription it's bugger all it's only like 10 bucks a month or something yeah, like that no and um, easy so use the code I am talking you get a 15% discount and it's also just a great way to keep a training diary like for someone like me who was always pretty terrible at a training diary nowadays Technology just makes that easy, and if a thing like training picks, you plug it in, it's done, you know. Mm. And, and then you can always go back to that and look what's the, what you've done well and what you haven't done well. So, check it out training peaks. We'll go to imtalk.me and click on our little link there. Okay, John, do you want some music? I want some music. Here we go, here's some music. Age Gripper of the Week. And this is a sensational... This is probably one of my favourite age grippers of all time. Very nice. Sending from Ken McLaren up in the uh, Pommy living up in the Hawke's Bay. Yep, and he's saying, I want to nominate my friend Leslie Wilson of Hawke's Bay for Age Gripper of the Week. A couple of days after this year's shortened Ironman Taupo event, Leslie emailed me explaining that there was no way she could do an Ironman in 2013, but didn't feel she had achieved what she'd set out to do and what did I think of her idea to cover the full distance and someday, sometime soon? I replied with a couple of minutes telling her that I thought it was a great idea. A few days later, over a coffee of long days, a coffee, a long day's trying was created using local roots. That's what they called it, a long day's trying was the kind of the name of their event. Yeah. I was created utilizing local roots that are used by numerous local athletes for training and racing. It was set down for one uh, for one of the days in Easter weekend, and the reasoning being that if the weather was ropey on the first day, it would be easy to delay things by 24 hours. Nice. Between us, we sent out uh, a sort of invitation to see if anyone else fancied joining in and stressing that all of them... W- that was wait a second sorry between us we sent out a sort of invite to see if anyone else fancied joining in stressing that all that was on offer was the description of the course and a start time and everyone had to take themselves through the day by themselves at 6 15 a.m on saturday the 7th of april she set out to do her own personal iron journey of a 3.8k swim 180k bike and a 42.4k run supported throughout the day by family and friends at different times that'd be 42.2k sorry she, she may have done an extra 200 meters nice good she probably did um 16 hours 09 45 seconds later she crossed the line in her own personal finish line on a day that was whilst not horrendous wasn't the easiest day to take on the challenge therefore guys uh, therefore guys for doing what she set out to do on the first Ironman entering New Zealand I'd like to nominate Leslie as our age grouper of the week Pierce, that is pretty impressive Pierce I'm sure John Collins once said when all is said and done the major Ironman events are great but all you really need is a course that so, is pretty awesome, isn't it? It's, yeah, it is very good, especially uh, 
being out there for 16 hours, you know. Um, by yourself. By yourself. It may have been other people out there from time to time. Um, and, and, you know, to do the swim and the bike is, is one th- one thing, and you can do that as, as, a, as a training event. But to go, then go out and run 42Ks um, when there's no other – there's no pre- not necessarily much pressure on, there's not support, there's not crowd, there's not aid stations, um, and you don't have that ticking clock you know, people waiting for you at the finish. Oh, you don't um, have people to chase. You don't, have, you know, like it's all that kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So that's uh, that's it's the guts to think of that. You know, to go. You know what? I can't do Ironman because that's the problem with the when you know, like Taupo happens this year, or when it happened a couple of years ago, or you know, when Malaysia used to always kind of fall over. For a lot of people, they are the one and dones. Mm. You know, completion is is the objective, not necessarily time. It's just completion. Yep. And, and for totally, they get one opportunity in their life. They've got a family, mm. they've got kids, and all the rest of it. One opportunity. And you know, if you don't, if you miss that opportunity, it may never happen again. And and you and you're actually in this peak fitness right now. So for Leslie to go bugger, I'm still going to do an Ironman. I'm going to do it my own way. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's bloody impressive. So do I. Mm. So Leslie, you, you are, are a age, age group, group of, of the week. week. Love your work. Have we got a high five here, John? We have. One, two, three, four, high five. And this one came up yes, this you week. See the hand? Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw I like, the hand. Because I, I went to the Avengers last night, John. Yes. You didn't even know what the Avengers was, did you? Oh, I, I kind of thought it was, but then I thought maybe it's a bar or something. You know, Joe said I went to the Avengers last night. And, and John goes, "What's that?" I said, "Is it was a movie? <laughs> is it a bar? Is it a... I don't know." <laughs> so I did my Avenger aim there. Okay. I mean, so this high five this week came about because people um, were breaking up, and John people breaking up. It, it hurts me, and, and because John's uh, a love and not a fighter. Yeah, especially when it's a family situation. I had somebody last week who's uh, who does triathlon and. Um, um, Do you think triathlon's the cause? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. Um, let's analyse someone's it, relationship. It, it just uh, <laughs> it, it does upset me when uh, people in the sport get split up, and and whether or not that's because of the sport or not, we are, we'll discuss that in a second. So this is basically just a couple of tips. I don't profess to being a relationship expert whatsoever and I'm sure Bevan doesn't either but oh, no, this I is do. just this, <laughs> I definitely do. this is just a couple of things that, that I do to, to try to help keep a bit of balance in a relationship and not basically what I put here not to piss off my partner um, uh, and try to keep some sort of family balance there whilst at the same time trying to maximise your training time so um, these are basically things that I do. Number one, I try to buy training time by looking after the kids uh, so my partner can go out and do her, oh, so the Jim John? Yes. Yeah, so, she comes to some step classes? So I'm, I really try yeah. to encourage Belinda to go to, to do exercise and I try to do that by looking after the kids at a, an appropriate time that she can get out there and, and, and exercise regularly as well and I feel that that helps me to, to buy time. So basically it's selfish behaviour. Sorry? Well, it's it's sharing, Bevan. So it's basically the take home <laughs> the take home point here is don't be selfish. So sharing, you, I could quite easily just train, train, selfish, train. Selfish motivations. Well, it's got some motivation, but that's okay. It's okay. Okay. So then your second one is what? Commuter training. So, so again, from A to B and training. Yeah. So but, bike so, to work and bike, biking to work. You know, um, what I often do as well is. Uh, for if we've got family outings you live at home so how do you bike to work do you get out of bed and bike to the office I sometimes have I sometimes use a different office now as well oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I I use a place out in uh, Wilson um, where Axel works and we we share an office space there so if I'm seeing people there I don't see people at home Um, I use that space there I sort of book it for about a day a week Um, so commuter training is is fantastic 
I, I don't anymore because oh. it's dark in the morning. <laughs> you, got, you got light? Yeah, well, it's early start. <laughs> I always turned up late when I was on the bike. Yeah, you always late. Uh, so commuter training. So to work. The funny thing about John being late is he's, he's the funny thing is he complains about other people being late, but yes. that's one thing that frustrates you the most in life, isn't it? It is. If you could do a rant about people being late, I'm not late when we've got an interview. But you're very weak. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've learned. I've learned. This, this morning, six thirty. Okay, okay. We'll be talking about six thirty-five. But I try to do it so you're ready to roll. No, because I can't do the audio stuff until you're here. A joke could fill in. No, John. No, it's so not Joe's John. Do, do you want? Do you want this week's excuse for why I was late? I was why? on. I was on time, and uh, I was just about to go out the door, and I hear Felicity um, crying in bed. They wake our kids wake up pretty early, and uh, just ignore and I, it, John. You walk no, out. No, no. I kind of. I thought. I, I heard the scream, and I thought that's not ignoring one. So I went in there, and she was pissing in her bed. So oh, okay. Um, so I think that was legit. No, it's not good enough. <laughs> Shut uh, up. So commuter training to work. What I also do as well is um, if we go often when we go. On a family outing, say we go to her, Belinda's parents' place. It's about ten k from home. Run home. It's kind of secret. It's not secret training, but if I'd been sitting in the car, twenty minute commute home anyway, ten k's or so. Um, I get a forty five minute run. It only appears that I'm gone for about twenty minutes. Nice. Get in a, nice. a, sneaky, a sneaky one there. Um, so my my, my, my take home there is I hate saying people when they say take home, but but I'm well, you, you've got take home I, I, I want to annoy people. Uh, it all adds up. And if you take it home, ride it home. That's right. Yeah, there exactly. Or run at home. There you go. So the commuter training does uh, really complement what you're doing, but at the same time, you still be need, to, need to be doing your core training. But for the guys that are on small weekly volumes, say you're only a sort of a, an eight to twelve hour per week sort of training volume person, then this sort of this these short sessions can add a nice little bit. If you're somebody that does quite high levels of training, say sort of fifteen to twenty hour bracket, then maybe this stuff is not the perfect thing for you. You might be benefiting a little bit more from um, added recovery next thing schedule some weekend days off yes um, off training and try to plan and, and then the key point here is when you're scheduling those weekend days off whether it be a Saturday Sunday get off your butt and um, and try to plan something for the family rather than just lazing around and, and having a day off really try emotional to, bank account John have you heard of that one the emotional bank account yes, yes. you should yeah. be putting credits in it and there, yeah this is, a, this is a credit giving yeah. one so yeah. Plan your days off, communicate it, and make sure that you actually plan something for that day. Number four, something that I do quite a bit of, is uh, is buggy running with the kids. Um, these days, sometimes I'll get three runs in, in a day. Um, a day? Yeah, three runs in a day. Is that with your commutes? Yep. So if, I, if uh, on... Uh, <sighs> On, You're like an Olympic athlete, three runs a day. Well, do you want another funny story there? <laughs> what, you have made the Olympics? <laughs> no. So apparently I'm not, I don't look like much of an athlete. So Belinda was working for a friend the other day at, a, at an optometry practice, just uh, filling in for a day. And a lady came in, um, a mother came in from preschool, one of the other parents, who she didn't really know, but she'd obviously just seen it pick up and drop off. And uh, she looks and goes, oh, you, you work here? And, and Belinda says, oh, yeah, no, I'm an optometrist, but I'm, I'm just um, helping out here to uh, work for a, for a laser surgeon regularly. And she goes, oh, I thought you were you know, some sort of elite athlete because Belinda sometimes runs the kids to school as well. So Belinda's thinking pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty, nice, pretty cool. And nice. she goes, no, 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 that's my husband. Who, um, he sort of does a lot of triathlon stuff. And she goes, oh, really? I, I didn't, didn't pick that. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't look like an athlete. And so Belinda's loving the fact that I don't apparently She's look elite, like an you're athlete. Not. Yeah. <laughs> so buggy running, you know. I'm um, fairly time sparse, sparse at the moment for, for training. So, you know, on some days, uh, if I run the kids to preschool and back, it's, it's 4Ks. And some days, now Felicity's there. Um, she finishes at lunchtime. Sometimes Thomas stays on till sort of 2.45. So I might get three 4K runs in, 12K running in a day. 
Yeah, hard cool jobs. Are good, jobs are good. Belinda doesn't have to do any drop off pickups. Nice. There you go. Um, and number five um, is if you can manipulate your 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 working day where you train in the morning and at lunchtime. Um, in most circumstances, that makes you more popular on the home front. So you need a potentially a slightly extended lunch hour if you can do a decent session in the but morning. The, do we go morning before the kids are up? Because I imagine uh, my daughter's fifteen, so you, she does herself in the morning, but. I imagine most p- mums like morning. I see how work for kids. Yeah, well, you're not. You're never there. You're training. I, I, you don't I, know. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I, I tend to think you, you're probably going to be more popular at the, at the other end rather than uh, not coming home from work and not helping with. You know, it's I, well from my experiences. You know, the 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 hour the hour of most pain is generally going to be around sort of the four thirty five o'clock. The kids are getting a bit fidgety and stuff and and getting getting a little bit tired. So I think you'd be of more benefit being around sort of dinner time and wash up time than you would be in the morning. So if you're going to trade those two off, I reckon more mornings and lunch times you'd be better off rather than going say lunch and evenings fair enough in my opinion so those are just five general tips so so your general tips are really based around you getting your training in without annoying yeah partner. totally I mean you've got to do your training <laughs> I thought it was going to be a relationship you know to help the connection better no no this, it, well, it <laughs> is no it is it's about trying to be organised and you've got you know, people want to get their training in but you're trying to minimise the stress that that's going to create in your relationship and on the family front so you're organised boom you get your training done and you're at home as much as you possibly can can I add one tip you certainly can Diarise your life and let your partner know it. Mm-hmm. Don't throw it at them in the last minute. Don't go in on the Saturday morning. Oh, by the way, babe, I was planning on getting a two-hour run in today. It's a car. Car. Yeah. I, I thought um, we had a big earthquake coming. Yeah. <laughs> don't 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 say that because the problem is, you'll that just causes pain. Let them know next Saturday. Plan on doing a two-hour run, babe. When will it fit best for you? Mm-hmm. See. There you yes. go. But also, my other quick tip, and I've talked about this book on the show before, but it's the best book ever called The Relationship Cure by the guy called John. Relationship Gottman. what? Cure. Cure. By a guy called John Gottman. John Gottman is the guru when it comes to relationship stuff. He mm-hmm. seriously, I think I've talked about this before, but they did this test with him. He can he can go into a room. I'm doing footsie with John. Making yeah. our relationship stronger, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> he can go into a room. And he can watch a relationship for three minutes and, pre- and he's got like a pre- 80% oh, yeah. prediction rate of yep. getting if it's right or wrong. And this book's all kind of, he's basically watched people for years and years and years and there's a few things that he's really picked up on what a great relationship has and what bad relationships that don't last have. Have, have you got the book or have you got an e-format e- or what? No, I, I bought it as an audio book. Okay. But it's brilliant. It's a really, really, like a highly, rec- anyone in a relationship, because the great thing about it is, like I read it years ago, it's one of those books I kind of try to read every kind of couple of years, but it's um, it also gives you lots of insight into the way you behave in a relationship. Because often mm-hmm. in a relationship, when things go poorly, you kind of look at your partner and go, "What are they doing wrong?" And really, maybe you need to look at yourself a little bit. And this book's really great for that. So check it out. It's called The Relationship Cure. I'll put a link to it on our website www.iamtalk.me by John Gottman. Anyway, John, music sponsor. Our oh, sponsor. Sorry, yes, Bevan, you've got a T-shirt rule, haven't you? What's your, what's your t-shirt Under rule? $20, John. Yeah, under $25, $25 nowadays. Inflation. <laughs> okay. Inflation. But $25, I'll take $25. So I was looking on Coffee's Why. What can I talk about this week? Clicked on their apparel. And um, Albert, I'm, I'm loving those t-shirts. That they're, they're The ones down a bit further. You scroll down the page a little bit. And okay, wait. So I go online. Mm-hmm. I go apparel. Here we go. Here yeah, I go. You scroll down a bit. And they've got sort of their... Um, Pastely sort of coloured ones, but they've got some really cool graphics on Is them. Is this a hint, like John? The, the espresso ones hint? and stuff. 
It could be a subtle hint, Albert. Yeah, no, just saying. <laughs> um, just saying that yellow one's looking pretty cool. Yeah, so they've just got some really cool t-shirts, and they're priced appropriately for Bevan's price zone, $17.50. Love it! So uh, if you're going on there, and, and again, it's about supporting the sponsors, you're going to get, everybody needs t-shirts, and these are, well-priced t-shirts they're cool I don't know Bevan you're a bit of a fashion expert I think they look pretty cool no they look really cool um, yeah totally and they're only seventeen fifty. nice little present maybe a bag of coffee the kind of t-shirt, t-shirt you can wear you know if you, you try you know because well, I noticed when we were in kind of triathlons kind of have the same fashion look mm-hmm. you know obviously as athletes when we were in our triathlete gear we are but also we kind of we could kind of go for that kind of casual kind of sneaker mm-hmm. shoes and then we have yeah. kind of the cargo pants yeah, yeah. shorts kind of thing happening and yeah. then you know kind of because we're fit we look you know, we wear kind of more fit T-shirts and it's I'm obviously speaking about the men here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's definitely a certain look, and these T-shirts would go with that look, John. There you go. Just saying. So when you're on coffees of wine, you're getting some beautiful coffee. Yeah. The world's best coffee. You go well. You know what? I need a new T-shirt. There you go. I can splash out and get a new one. There you go. So coffees of wine get all your coffee needs. You They've even got a high performance, well. John, and even that's at twenty-five dollars. There you go. Jeez, creepers, bargains galore. So get on coffees of wine. Get yourself a cool T-shirt. Well, John, Co- I've got a fact. Yes, coffee fact for the week. Coffee fact number 10. I can't yes. remember sitting through. Sorry, I'll have to bring it up next time. Number 10. Yeah. Coffee was discovered by goats. Really? Yes. A millennium ago, on a mountainside in Africa, a herd of goats, I need some background music, don't I? Yeah. Uh, kept a shepherd up all night feasting on red coffee berries. The shepherd took his animals uh, uh, and discovered, uh, wait a second, to the discovery of the monks, was a very long prayer session ensured. Good story. Wait a second. The shepherd took his animals, discovered to the monks. Discoveries. To, oh, okay. Sorry. Took I, his discoveries to the monks. Yeah, but there's, there's an apostrophe there that throws me. Okay. Yep. So he took the animals to the monks, and they discovered the coffee bean. There you go. And it's a story, John, but it might be true. It might be true. <laughs> yes. Allegedly, that's how coffee. What's going to be discovered. awesome in the future, John? Is because like, we live in the first generation where every moment of our life is recorded. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like uh, from the 30s, you know, the, the wireless came out, so we had records of that time and stuff. But like with things like Twitter and Facebook and stuff, people 500 years from now will be able to go back and uh, I imagine people probably 500 years from now will be listening to this, John. Exactly. It'll probably be the biggest thing in 500 years Could from now. Be. And And like it'll be cool because like, you know, this is a millennium ago. Imagine 100 years from now, you know, a thousand years from now. And you'll be able to go, oh, yeah, this is what John and Bevan were doing on this day. This is what's happening in the world. This is what this is what people were predicting. And what's going to happen in the 2015 Iron Man? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so anyway, goats discovered coffee. Fantastic. Yep, so they just... Just one fact this week. So if you need any coffee, you want a T-shirt, did you, you want to find out what the goats did a millennium ago... Did you get willing to have lots of coffee at yeah. night? It was rocking and rolling in our place. <laughs> rocking and rolling. Yes, I'll tell you What were you going to say? No, I'll tell you something off here on that one. <laughs> okay, I want the details. Here we go. Website of the week. John just gave me all the juicy details. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Website of the week was sent through from Morton LeBuck. 
Yeah. Is that Libash? Uh, I'd say Libash. Yeah, Libash? something like that. From, he's from, uh, looking by his email address, he's from Switzerland by the look of it. With your talk of the diet in the last episode, did we talk about diet or was this a while ago? Must have been a few weeks ago. Yeah, okay. He's got this uh, website called, what is it, swole.me? Swole.me, S-W-O-L-E.me. It's pretty awesome, really. Um, especially if you want to go on and create some things around your own settings, so you obviously need to log in to do that. But basically what it is, it's a pretty cool website that's, Excuse me. Automatic diet planner. Now, so what you do is you kind of go, okay, how many calories? So it's based on calories and meals. So you might go, okay, well, I'm doing lots of training right now. I want to try to hit 5,000 calories a day. And how many meals you want to spread that over? And i over six meals. And then I'm going to go generate. And then it actually comes up for meal plans. So it gives you six meals. And it doesn't really give you time frames, but it just kind of tells you what you can have at each meal. And, and yeah, you can basically customise this. If you, if you create an account with them, and I don't think it costs anything, you just need to create a login. Then you, you can, do you want to fix for it. <clears throat> yeah. Yep, good. Then yeah. you can go in there and you can customise what you want, what a variety of things that you will will eat for breakfast. You know, so I've I've done here. I've put in three thousand calories over four meals, and it's told me I need four cups of blueberries and two medium bananas for breakfast. And so what you can do, you can customise what you want for breakfast, what you want for your other meals, and 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 the other cool thing you, you can do about it is you can you can follow particular um, diets. So if you want to follow the paleo diet, or you oh, want to you? follow um, a different. Um, so do you have to be logged in to do this. Yes, I think you need oh, okay. to do that. Um, and or different philosophies. So you can go vegetarian, paleo, vegan, um, or just a generic diet. And you can also select how much carbs, fat, protein, the mix that you want. Obviously, that they'll give you a, um, a stock sort of standard one to, to start with. But if you want to be tweaking that at all, you can do that. So just a, a cool way of, um, of, of firstly, you know, Checking out how much, how many calories you, you're going through a day, and then if you're looking for for stabilising your weight, um, you know you look at how much training you're doing, roughly how many calories you're burning, and if you're trying to stabilise it, then you need to get those those matching up. If you want to be losing weight, then you know you can do this in sort of a more slightly more calculated calculated way. So the 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 setup they have is uh, 40% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat. But you can make it manipulate that however you want, and you can lo- you know you can do things like including a large breakfast um, with twice the carbs, or you can include a, a post-workout meal, um, and so you can just manipulate it however you want. You can save it, and the other good thing it's got is you know it's got lots of the meals listed. Um, so for example, example a, a lamb loin gives you zero carbs, and 19 grams of fat, 21 grams of protein, and 268 calories for a. Uh, for a 85 gram serving um, so just another little tool you can use to help you along it's all, it looks all free to me you can they've got a donate button there so you can donate to them and it's got a how to guide as well if you want to check it all out mm, very good so if you are it's one of those things but isn't it that it's in, to totally copy the diet might be tough it totally to do it yep but it gives you some good guidelines and for, for people that don't have a clue how many calories they're actually consuming this is a great little tool. How much do you put on food? Like it's interesting. Like one, like I'm getting to that moment in life where I'm, you know, you start to financially get a little bit further ahead than what you were in your twenties, and you get a little bit more disposable income each week. And um, one thing that I'm Joe and I've decided to do is actually to put more money into our food. So you know, instead of maybe I don't know spending on things like cars and crap like that, actually to go actually let's have better food in our house. You know, and, and obviously it depends on your budget and stuff like that. But I do think it's you know the better quality food you can buy. Oh, 
Totally. You know what I mean? Like a, you've like fresh food and fruit and veg and, and you know really good meats and stuff like that. Like it's interesting. I always bought cheap meat before I lived with Joe. Oh, and Joe, no. yeah, Joe tends to no. buy. Did you watch that article on twenty on um, Sunday the other night? Uh, the buying a car. Yeah, that was pretty interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, just in New Zealand, there's this new thing coming out where you, you instead of going to the supermarket, you buy a cow. It costs you about a thousand bucks, but you get about three thousand bucks worth of meat. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's kind of that you know, if you are getting to that moment in your life and you've got more disposable income, <clears throat> you know, maybe spending more money on better quality food, and and even things like my snacks, you know, like in the fast days, you kind of have kind of junk food snacks in my house whereas now I've just got real high quality food and because it's you know beautiful berries and stuff like that you want that as your snack because you love that food and so you're kind of eating healthier mm. anyway And it, but there is a higher cost like blueberries if you're going to have three cups of blueberries for breakfast Ooh. that's not cheap no you know that's, that's about 10 bucks worth of blueberries just yep. for breakfast so you know so while these diets are kind of cool there is a higher cost of doing them and mm. if you're going to eat a lot more meat mm. Mm. totally so, so it's, uh, it's a good little tool here and you can um, yeah check it out at swole.me. Thanks to Morton for flicking that through. Okay, sponsor Athlinks. So the, one of the things they've, they've, they've um, recently updated, and this is a feature I really like because uh, it's basically putting your unofficial results up there. So you're right. He's, he's, he's coming. Wait, he's coming. He's coming. No. Yes, and he's back. Got it. Yes. Got it. Oh, no, now he needs a glass of water. Reader roll again. So unofficial results. So what you can do now is if you go and do a event this weekend, if you go and do Ironman St George, obviously it takes a little while for them to get their, first to get their official results up on Ironman St George. Obviously they have the live ones up there, um, but to get the official ones up there takes a little while. And then obviously that takes, athletes tend to wait a little bit until they're 100% confirm those results and they obviously have to put that in their processing queue and then they get their, their results up there. What you can do now is if that result, if, if that event is an athletes as an, uh, an upcoming event, you can go on there straight after the event and you can put in your unofficial result and that'll stay up there until um, the official results come out. So just nice to say, you know, when you got up there, you know, target time was yep. was um, 11 hours and 30 minutes and then you put your unofficial time of 10 hours 55 and just live for that first week so you did Ex- 8 eight thirty. exactly <laughs> and then when it comes up you go oh they must have got it wrong typo Mr. <laughs> Zero yeah. um, so it's just a nice little feature They're, the guys at Athletics are really proud for us and they, they really want it to be um, something that you guys um, jump on the back of because it's uh, it's all good and well having cool features but if nobody uses them then it's uh, they're not that useful so, so get on there if you've got any races coming up make sure you you put them into Athlinks and if they haven't got them there they've got the other new tool where you, it's a lot easier now to create new events um, put it up there as soon as the race is done and dusted boom away you go get your, your unofficial result up there and uh, and brag about it good times rock and roll check okay, it out Athlinks.com questions and answers <laughs> he's going to sneeze again just uh, got an email through from Chris, uh, Christian Isaacson and he's just uh, giving us a bit of love for his own blog uh, which keep is going Bevan yeah, where, where you going? Keep going. Where's he going? He's gone. Now he's got this website Christian has, and he's basically does a lot of fundraising as well as being an athlete and stuff like that. But on his website, he's got a link to his blog, and he's got quite a good blog around things, you know, that he's doing with his training and stuff. So if you want to check that out, I'll put a link to it on our website www.iamtalk.me. And he also works for um, Living Water, and more more than sport, which they were a lot they were in Kona last year. I'm not really sure what it's about. Oh, that's the thing that um, 
that Chris Ado's involved in as well, just going out and, and helping out um, underprivileged sort of communities and, and different oh, places. Great. So, but I thought the one thing, thing, thing that he said he's going to be running through Africa with a documentary film crew, um, going from villages to villaging to drilling, drilling a few wells and stuff. So check it out, Christian. Christian Isaacson Isaacson, yeah, yeah. I'll put a link on www.imtalk.me Okay next thing is um, Sean getting the runs in India so I'm thinking I haven't read the email John but I think he, okay, he no, went to no, India no, no, and he didn't, he didn't just go for a run he got the runs You'd be thinking wrong <laughs> Oh really? Yes Oh okay He's actually he lives in Thailand at the moment Okay and he's been doing some ultra marathons and stuff and uh, and uh, finding it pretty crazy crazy there and he's going to be moving to India um, uh, for the next Oh he's going to get the three runs years, Three years and he's going to get the runs but he also wants to be running as well oh. uh, and he's, he's thinking it's going to be bloody hot and humid over there and he doesn't want to give it up because he knows that obviously exercising is a, is a big part of it and he also doesn't want to spend his life on the treadmill when he's looked around online people just talk about hydration and cool clothing not exactly earth shattering information so a couple of tips that I've got there is uh, um, hydration and cool clothing yeah there you go next, <laughs> next question <laughs> from, from John Smith and it is actually from John Smith <laughs> um, uh, I'd say uh, maybe try getting into swimming it sounds like you do um, some cycling and running but I'd say getting into swimming can really help boost your overall fitness and, and you can do that in any conditions probably suggest not going and swimming in the Ganges River You'll definitely getting the runs. You'll be definitely getting the runs <laughs> in there. Um, the other one, tip, tips I've got is uh, go back and listen to the interview with Justin Deere we did a few weeks ago and he sort of gave some insight and some ideas for people that are training in, in very, very hot conditions. Um, most of the feedback we get from listeners uh, is early morning training in those really hot environments is uh, is absolutely critical either early morning or very very late night um, and a couple of other ones I've got is, is probably look at slowing down a little bit and, and something that I find works okay with athletes is uh, is to do your, your, your longer slower stuff when you're out on the out on the road but you've said you don't particularly like and want to do a lot of treadmill training but that might be an opportunity where you can get on the treadmill and do your faster more higher intensity work on the treadmill keeps it more interesting um, and one of the things that you find when you're in really really hot environments doing that high intensity work you just you just burn up and it's very very difficult to do outside so if you kind of got that mix for your outside stuff it's still really uncomfortable training in that sort of heat but do your endurance training outside and maybe look at doing your your speed work a bit more inside and the final one that I've got is uh is if you're training for ultras and stuff, you know, doing really long runs might be slightly unrealistic, but um, I'm sure there's some some good long hikes you can do. And then if you're carrying a bit more fluids, if you just sort of walk, you know, fast walking and doing some really long hikes and exploring, um, that's going to sort of help boost your overall fitness as well, and probably just a little bit more realistic when you're able to carry some good amounts of fluid and, and foods as well. So there's no easy answer. It's going to be bloody hot and it's going to be very very difficult, but hopefully a couple of tips might help you along. Yeah, maybe some people from um, from like the you know the Emirates and that could maybe put some links up or, or go on our Facebook page and give some tips as well because God knows how those guys make it work. India, I mean, Emirates is one side of things, but India is. I mean, I've only been to India once, and it's even hotter. <clears throat> it's no, it's not necessarily hotter. It's just gonna more inconvenient. It's just, it, it's just so popular. Difference, just challenging. Just the roads are just. Yeah, you, uh, you wouldn't really go riding over there, I don't think, unless you're you're on a mountain bike, and just people everywhere yeah. and just everything wandering across the road and um, I don't know what whether they've got many um, dangerous animals over there I'm not quite sure but it's just it's it's very different very, even very different to, to what I've experienced in Asia as well 
Okay, yeah. well, then uh, John Smith sent through this one. He's basically saying when he grew up as a kid and he was he was a pretty good swimmer as a kid, and I uh, thought, well, he's going to get a triathlon, so he should be able to kill it. He did his first triathlon and he died. He's been swimming in a couple of mini tries, head above the water, just to make sure he can breathe. So he took some adult lessons. He's got, been swimming for about three months. He's around 1,200 yards nonstop. And uh, he wants to go further to build his shoulders and all the rest of it to go along and do good swimming. But he's basically got to the point where, you know, his distance, he's wondering, basically his question is, he wants to increase his distance. Does it just come with time in the pool and it will speed come in the future as well? He's more coming across as, as, as speed. You know, he's, he's, he's swimming, uh, he's got up to 1,200 metres, but he's only going at two minutes 45 per 100 metres. And yeah. that is, um, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, that's, that's slow. slow. Yep. Um, and... Does he just need to train more or does he need to do something different to try to actually get faster? Um, so I think the key thing is it says you've had some lessons there, so hopefully that has addressed your head position and actually your body position um, in the water as well because that's absolutely critical. If you're, if you're swimming uphill and what we mean by that is your head is really high and your hips are really low, you're going to be creating a huge amount of drag. So head position is, is, is critical and trying to be um, flat in the water. Obviously your technique is, is incredibly important as well and making sure you're not doing anything drastically wrong with your stroke. Um, so I'd, I'd say my number one tip would be to get yourself videos and, and have a look at what is actually going on because often you get given feedback and uh, what's, what's funny? Oh, I'm reading the next email. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Often you get feedback and you can't quite picture what's going on. So I'd say that would be my number one tip is get yourself videoed, have a look. Is your head position okay? We'll get somebody else to have a look at it. Is your head position okay? Is your body position okay? Is your technique, are you not doing anything majorly wrong with your technique under the water in terms of massively crossing over or massively outside your what is, what is termed a appropriate sort of technique under the water and then the other one to, to look at is, is is people that swim slowly is to start looking at your stroke rating and that's not something you can just you know snap your fingers and and go right my stroke rating is terrible it's you know maybe 50 or something and all of a sudden you want to be up to to 75 that's just something you want to work on and we interviewed the guys from swim smooth a few weeks ago and they've got a good article on their site swimsmooth.com slash stroke rate dot html um and that's got a bit of a chart on there that sort of talks a bit about stroke rate and, and obviously as, as you get quicker, um, you stroke, there's sort of a, an optimal sort of stroke rate. And it's, it's just a range, it's a guideline. Um, but if your stroke rating is, is down, say, at, at 50 or something like that, then, then that's an area you need to, to, to slowly start working on. It's not something, again, you can just snap your fingers, but for a lot of slow swimmers, their stroke rate is, uh, is slow, and then they start sinking in the water, so um, that's probably something you need to work on as well. Well, I think the other thing as well is, is it is kind of time in the water, but it's time in the water where you're focusing on improving, mm. and for a lot of non-experienced athletes, you know, like in, in a certain area of the sport, they don't know how to improve, mm. and so they just go keep going doing what they're always doing, and they're not really getting any gains, and so, you know, John's tips are really important, but it's also get someone beside you, you know, to spend some money in time we actually pay for a coach to come beside you because the other thing is as a new athlete you even if you were to see yourself you don't know what you're doing wrong mm. you know what i mean it's the blind leading the blind so to get somebody mm. to actually who's a good mentor who can actually look at you and say okay well, you are actually doing these things john's talking about here's how you improve them practice 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 how does it feel you know then you can have an understanding of okay well the time i am spending in the water is helping me improve 
general swimming tip for everybody out there is make sure in your swim sessions you have some variability in your speed. So either doing some descending sets, learning the ability to, to, to descend sets, and what I mean by that is you get progressively faster. So you might do um, six by 200 metres and you descend one to three, four to six. And what I'm talking about there is you're getting progressively faster from number one to three. So if you're doing 200 metres, you might do, say, four minutes for the first one, the next one you want to be looking at say 3.53 and the next one you want to be looking at 3.45 for example and learning to have the ability to, to change your, 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 your speed and, and you're changing your effort and that translates to swimming quicker so that's tip number one. Tip number two is make sure you do some simulations in there as well so you might do say a 500 metres um, race simulation type thing where you're going to drill it for the first 100 and then you're going to settle down a bit so having the ability to change up and down gears is really important rather than just constantly going in there and doing steady swimming. Good times, okay. Well, John, you may be wondering what happened with Tim Heming's free pint for every charity. Remember that? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so he sent us for an email. Wait, are you, what are you doing here? You, you carry on. You can start. I'll, I'll explain. I've no, got a couple more emails, so and, okay. so you can you can hold off for a second. John's okay. poor, he's, got, he's hiding something from behind the table, yep. and I'm worried. I'm very concerned, but I'll wait because he's... he's okay, here we go. What's he doing? He's, he, carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Okay, so Tim Heming, he did the, he basically was doing the Virgin London Marathon and he said to us, guys, I want to fundraise and I want to get as much money as possible for kid, was it cancer charities, see uh, click for children basically, and the James Tomlinson appeal. <laughs> John just looks so suspicious. <laughs> Low expectations, Bevan. Low expectations, okay? Don't build it up too much. You'll end up disappointed. Okay, so here's what he wrote to me. He said, I know, um, so here's a quick update on the free pint for every charity sponsor. How did it go? Well, was it a bright idea or was it not? Well, the answer is no. I can confirm in 100% termed items, um, the idea was an unmitigated disaster, a complete turkey of epic proportions that should never be repeated by anyone. Think of a handbrake in a canoe, a, f- a chocolate fire guard, an atom bomb, your club of the week idea. <laughs> oh, come on, the Wicklow Triathlon Club are liking that. <laughs> pretty popular right now. Not only did the lure of free bu- blue booze entice exactly zero extra sponsors, I also got hauled up by the company's lawyers and warned that if I did not have a license to distribute alcohol, Alcohol. Seriously, I had my balls busted worse than a time when I tried to squeeze into that extra small tri suit because it was a special offer. Oh, nice. <laughs> you couldn't make up for it. However, the indomitable spirit and the endurance athlete of the world over does not rob off on people, even me. So I soldiered on and cranked out a 254, which is a pretty good effort. Respectable. Very pretty good very respectable <laughs> and had a good time with my kids and nephew and mum and dad who came along to support me um, the good thing is that he actually ended up fundraising over $2,000 anyway and so he did a really good job the funny thing was someone did email me through and, and who was from one of the Emirate countries I think it was like Oman he said where's that link because I want to donate because I don't think you have to because they're not allowed alcohol there mm. so um, yeah so it must have been that tennis background you had to get you the t- 254 yeah, the tennis training yeah that tennis training well he's just saying that you know he's just off to do a as, uh, what a shampoo, a blow dry, and a 10k burnout with Lance. So, right. <laughs> nice. Just the one other caught one before you mm, reveal what's fine, behind the fine. table. <laughs> he looks so, so. He looks like a kid who's been I'm caught. Please, low expectations. I've built it up now. Built it up. Adam Tinley. He's got. I thought you guys might be curious. Uh, oh, he sent through an interview with a guy called Simon Wheatcroft. And now Simon Wheatcroft. Which race was it? The London Marathon. He's a blind athlete, unassisted. Nice. So what he does is he goes and learns the course mm. off by heart as a blind athlete and then runs the race without mm. any assistance. 
Interesting. That's a phenomenal, eh? Mm. So the link he sent me through to on um, bbc.co.uk, I'll put a link to that in www.iamtalk.me. Now, John, reveal. Okay, sponsor. Sponsor. <laughs> Extreme Endurance. Bevan always harps on that I get given all the stuff he to does. try. He does, he does. And, and I get a little bit like Em's power cookies. I get like three power cookies. I'm sure you get more than three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, if you want to get power cookies, Aussies, you can get them in Australia see, now see. as well. Um, <laughs> okay, now where do you go? Uh, they've got to distribute over there to, through a lot of the bike shops and stuff. Oh, great! Okay. If you don't, if you if you if you don't want to know where they are, just go to powercookies.com and, and pop them, pop them in. And Em's actually going to Australia on Thursday because I, I had a sign of hers at the weekend. Everybody at my race at the weekend got an Em's power cookie. Um, Where's mine? I got the I got the fruit. You got did, some did fruit. You, keep you, didn't, you didn't come and help out. You were you were busy. Oh, it's because you asked me the day before. I asked you months before. Um, so Execute provides both lactic fuel source and. Um, and a protein muscle source. Execute has 20 grams of protein and 1,500 milligrams of lactate in one formula. Be- Bevan goes on, he hasn't had a chance to try it. So I'm bringing along today, I've, oh. got, I've got my Execute bottle. Oh, he's got the bottle. He's got the, what's it called? The shaker? The shaker thingy, the, the, the gizmo in it. Because it here, because it here, I want to play with it. Yeah. On tactile, I need things to play with. Yeah. Now I've got my, my Execute here. Oh, look, your Execute. Where's my Execute? Yeah. And I've got I've gone and got some Bevan's oh, milk. Oh, is that what you're doing you, when you went out there? You, you can mix it in with milk or... Um, or uh, water, chuck it over. The execute bottle, what's good about it, John, is you know what you can do? Is you can also use a party. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad or Feliz Navidad. Oh, that one too. <laughs> so, I'm in the bottle. Now, hopefully I've got the right lid here. I just grabbed a lid, so if it leaks on your table, Bevan, I do apologise for this. Doesn't matter. Kate so, will look it up. He's opening it. So, wait a second. Is that your execute bottle? It is, but it's been washed. No, no, no. But when, 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 when do I get my execute drink? Only one was received. <laughs> See, <laughs> so so he gets a he gets a whole tub of execute, and what he does, he brings it around, goes, "Good on you, mate. That's good here, execute." Two scoops. I get, I get two scoops of the whole thing. Two scoops. Wow. Oh, he is being generous on his scoops. Yeah. I'll give him that much. Whoops, it's going what flavour is it, John? Looks kind of chocolatey. It's chocolatey. Jeez, he's been real generous real with his scoops. I want a good flavour here. What is it? Is it like a protein drink? Is it a? It's a yeah, it's basically as as said, sort of either you can use it in training, but um, most people tend to use it as recovery. It's got protein and lactate in it. Um, endurance, you can and pouring my milk is, I've got a small bottle so you put two scoops in the small bottle so we're going to have enough I'm going to go for a pee as it is John there you go oh, there you go look at that look at that perfect Excellent. perfect where's my, where's my gizmo gone um, I gave it back to you it's probably in there probably should, it should still be in there yeah it's in there because remember I sang okay. Yep. here we go here we go so he's, sure this is great podcasting John shake it up shake it up shake 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 so if you want to get some, <laughs> you hear that shake it's like we're on coffees of white yeah they yeah. hear it John they hear yeah. it yeah, yeah. Yeah, the gizmo doesn't sound like it's in there. I don't think I took it out. It must have been. So you got to give it a good shake. That's why they've got the gizmo in there. Yeah, the gizmo shaking. Is it, is it tasty? I'm pretty excited. This is going to be a nice chocolate milkshake. You do have to give it a reasonable taste. Don't want to get anything on the on the Audio Technica microphone here. No, that's right. Look at that. What I'm thinking, John, is I should see if I could do it like a, like a beer, knock it back. Oh, there's no use to do that. Really? I like a challenge. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So here we go. So I'm opening the lid. Oh, I'm just going to take the lid off, John. I'm going to drink it. Oh, Make no. sure you don't drink the gizmo. No, I'm going to drink the gizmo. <laughs> Up the lid. Mmm. <laughs> Tasty. It is good, isn't it's it? It's chocolatey. It tastes like Milo. There you go. Mmm. There you go. He's necking it. So Bevan is going to be on five. You got any, any training to do today? I have now. Yeah, you have now. Yep, yep. So what is this doing for me, John? So it is... Where my uh, this, oh this is very small. Extreme endurance. Your um your fine print here is is rather small. So it's um <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, blind. it's added vitamins B B six B twelve and vitamin D and electrolytes to make execute the preferred e- 
energy and recovery formula for athletes. It's got protein, um, providing superior bioavailability, lactate for quicker energy, lowers exercise-induced body acid, um, provides continuing energy source, greater muscle recovery and repair, and decreased muscle burn. So it also helps sort of complement taking the extreme endurance um, tablets as well. And we all know how well they work in this drink is, uh, I mean, I'm not doing huge amounts of training so it's um i'm not using it massively it's, you've got to give it a good shake haven't you with the, with yeah, the gizmo you, did, you, you did do a good job with the shake but yeah, yeah. and it's quite nice because you haven't quite shaken enough there's still a little bit of chunky bit it's quite nice isn't it but the chunky bit's quite good yeah well you can't get stuck in your teeth and it's all good you can yeah. talk a job just so there you go so if you want to get yourself some of that uh go to xendurance.com remember use the code i am talk you get yourself a discount on there and if you want the recurring delivery get it a d i m talk sandy you need to send some over for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, send, when you send shit over, send two over. Shavers, <laughs> creepers, because I'm liking this. There you go. Mm, Xendurance.com. That was good, John. Okay, uh, sponsors. I'll clean that bowl for you. Thanks, mate. You should. Uh, Athlinks.com. Uh, you, you want to keep the bottle, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Athlinks. Uh, new stuff. Make it work. Coffees of Hawaii. The goats found it. And the t-shirts, uh, less than 20 bucks. Yep, great. And Extreme Endurance. It just executed. What's your gosh, John? Uh, Actually, John, I'm going first. Yes. I don't want to be you. Okay. Because we went to Hamner last weekend. Yep. I've got a few stories I need to tell, actually. But we went to Hamner last weekend with some friends. And uh, on the Anzac Day. Yep. Did you do anything for Anzac Day? Um, Can't remember. Too long ago. I need to burp now. Excuse me. That was, <laughs> was pretty good. So anyway, we went to, we to Hamner with some friends, Jeff and Kate, and they've yep. got they've got the little kiddly wings. Yeah, three and five. I know that world. Yeah, you do know that world. It's exactly my world. Yep. And it made me realise, John, your world is hard work, <laughs> very hard work. Now the kids weren't bad. The kids weren't bad kids. It wasn't that you know they weren't disciplined or anything. Like, just being a parent of young kids, man, is tough work, man. <laughs> I was just like, man, it's tough, and yeah. Lot of reward though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's tough ninety-five percent of the time, but you only get five percent, maybe even five percent of awesome stuff. But it's all worth it. Yep, I agree. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and the problem with it for them is that like the, one of the, the little girl, um, Eden. Eden was a little bit kind of restless in the middle of the night, and like oh, I don't care. Kids gonna wait. Yep, I don't care. I go back to sleep. But they felt really guilty as well because you know. It's, yeah, so you kind of felt sorry for them. So we went to the pools, and yeah, you got to look after kids all the time. Good times. Yeah, good times. What's your gossip, mate? I've got no sympathy for you. <laughs> Absolutely none. Uh, I'll just finish off my excuse. I had my Rise Up Team Challenge at the weekend, and it was uh, we just had the most glorious day. It was like we're, we're, we're well into um, autumn here, you know, it's, uh, and so things are chilling off a bit, but it was like 20 degrees centigrade, and um, it was just, there was no breeze in the morning. Was it, it was just perfect. Yeah, in the morning. Yeah, it was just perfect. awesome. Mm. And uh, We had a crap summer, but we had an awesome autumn, eh? Mm. Mm. And Race Director's tip, tip of the day here is... Oh, here we go. Is, um, you've got to be well organised and have everything set up, but... Spend some money on some kick-ass sounds, you know. I mean, I, at all my events, I get a really good sound system. Need the sound. Get, and I'm Bevan, I've got a playlist off Bevan. I've got DJ my own, BJ. Yeah, and I've got my own playlist in one of Bevan's. And uh, you just have some music cranking, and uh, that that's half that's half the you're half the way to success there. Yep, it's key. Yeah, I have a good another good guy, Ken, uh, MC Ken. He was yep. he was there as well, and he's really good. Dave Dwan was on the mic as well, wasn't he? He was going. I don't think Dave got on there much. Oh. Um, but MC Ken got thinking, you know, calling people in and stuff and it was great um, but that's tip, tip number one if you're going to run an event 
budget and some good money on, on sounds. And the thing is, like just a bit of a DJ BJ tip here, mm. is don't do the music you love. You know, because that's the worst thing. It's like when you go to a wedding and some guy's got his favourite mm. songs on. It's You know, nowadays because you just put an iPod on. It's not about the music you like. It's about popular music that's going to get the general population liking. So if you're unsure, if you're a race director or you're trying to set up some event... You try to find popular radio stuff basically go to mm. the popular radio station and kind of stuff that's been out for the last kind of 10 years all the popular songs of the last 10 years and up, upbeat energy that's what you're looking for and you kind of just want one song to be as good as the next song so that you know if you're in the crowd oh I love that song oh I love that song and mm. it's just because that's energy isn't it mm. so I was loving that and uh and it was just awesome. It was not a competitive event at all. And I had my, my mother-in-law doing it, my father-in-law, and Belinda was in a team. How'd they go? Uh, they were third, third in the category, Belinda and nice. her team. She, she, I, saw, I saw her after she finished the first run, and she goes, oh, I got checked. <laughs> she got checked by one girl, not by much. Um, so that was great. And another friend's wife is basically did it, and it's her first ever any, anything remotely yes, competitive great. so that was that was all good seeing people out there and getting active and uh, feedback was really positive so that's all good so any that was my weekend and goss? other goss uh, going to go to Avengers not going to Avengers John, people, people out there my latest little um, idea triathlon idea is I'm looking at possibly doing a camp in Thailand maybe 2013 so uh, potentially put that on your radar Thailand would be a good place to go yeah yeah yeah. cheap too yeah an epic camp in Thailand oh an epic yeah epic's yeah. coming back well, we, we won't see. It's under negotiation. You're talking with Melina about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you said Epic's gone. Well, never say never. Would you Gordo involved with this one? No, no, he's dead. No. Yeah, Gordo's doing. His, no, he's doing his endurance corner stuff now. Yeah, yep. So, um, Epic so Camp coming like, back potentially. Yeah, looking at tying it up. You retired. He said no, no more Epic Camps. Well, this, this is destination destination camps. We're looking Epic at camp in Thailand. We probably won't hot, do it. Wouldn't it? Sorry, be pretty hot, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's pretty hot, but it's, it's manageable. It's called Epic Camp, John. It's, it's not called Easy Camp. It's not Tiddlywinks, I often say. So, um, other than that... Uh, so, what are we, eight day, 13 day? Be sort of eight to nine, and then finish it off with a race in Phuket, you know, potentially. Oh, the uh, one you got second in. Yeah, the only thing is I've moved the date for then. It's really close to my triathlon that I do down here. It's like at the end of November, so maybe tie it in with a 70.3. Just an idea out there at the moment, folks. Thinking Kona every second year for, for the camp in Kona, and then potentially Thailand. Oh, so Kona's going to be an ongoing thing? I th- well, if... if Supply and demand, even supply and demand. Basic business, business 101. Exactly. And uh, it's about it, Bevan. What else is happening in your world? So I went to the Avengers, guys. If you haven't been to Avengers, you need to go see it. Incredible mm. Hulk, mm. Thor, mm. Captain America, nice. Iron Man, right? Something Scarlet, Scarlet Letter, something like that. Uh, Macho Man. Yeah, he was there. Hulk Hogan made a comeback. Yeah. yeah. They were all looking sharp ass. Yeah. Um, what else been happening, John? No, I went to the movies last night. That was very good. Um, went out for dinner the other night to a restaurant. That was good. You know what's happening, John? What's it happening? started happening, John. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. When you're around 20, what happens a lot around that age? Partying, drinking. Yes, and what if one age in particular in New Zealand? 21st. That's right. From about 18 through to about 23, you tend to have a lot of 21st. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of, you know, 30s. 30s don't seem to be such a big thing. But I had my first 40th last weekend. Oh, right. Yeah, my first friend turned 40. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm 34. I'm definitely a lot younger than most of my friends, thank God, because I can you get You must be 35 soon, aren't you? John, just, yeah. it's still a few more months away. Yeah. I'm 35 in August. Aging up. How old are you? 35. Yeah, so I'm not quite old. What, you're a veteran now, aren't you? I'm masters. Yeah, so I'm not masters. I'm still just... You'll be masters in a few yet. months' time. No, John, no, just get it right. I'm not yet. And so, um, yeah, first 40th. Mm-hmm. So it's all happening, really, isn't it? It is. Have you had a 40th yet? 
Uh, I've been to 40th, but yep. You were in because you're what, 40, 43? You look like an athlete. Bronze, <laughs> smooth body. <laughs> what, what about this week? This week. What are you up to? Uh, this I'm week, this week, now. this week. Um, what have I got on? Um, no. Nothing yeah. riveting. I'll nothing. go to Auckland. Hey? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Very good. Yeah, okay. We've got Legends of Triathlon. We're about oh, to, we're Legends about to, of Triathlon. We're about to just uh, record the sort of the intro and all that on Legends of Triathlon, so it'll be out uh, late uh, basically when you when no, you hear so this. Well, the great thing is, Legends, oh, I forgot to do it Legends. It's a lot more work. I thought, oh, sweet, not much work. Mike Pig, yeah. amazing interview. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like, you know, what we say about all the interviews, but, but I loved it at the end when he revealed Post Life. Mm-hmm. He was quite yeah. honest and raw. Yeah. He kind of talked about how. Uh, it's not easy when you yeah. finish, and I see that for a lot of athletes. Is uh, and even now, you know, and and, and he says, and you'll hear it when you listen to it. But he says, it's hard to stop being Superman. Mm. And and I thought, wow, what a! And it was quite like I kind of post the interview. I wish we'd gone deeper with him in that moment, um, but. Just you, great, great, great interview. I think with interviewing is you, you got you got to think on your feet all the time, like because yeah. you're thinking, right, what's my next question? What's my next yeah. question? And uh, and sometimes you don't. Delve, it's, I guess we'll get better at that. You because he opened up. You know, he did open up. To, it's tough once you give up. Mm. And um and because most other guys like, well, she was quite. Yeah, oh, no, it's all good. And, we and stayed in the limelight. A lot of those guys, if you maybe if you get into coaching or if you get into media work, you stay in the limelight, and so mm. the, the ego still does get rubbed, and people are often often reminding you of what you've done. But if you do retire. Boom, because yeah, yeah. he then went on to real estate, so it we was yeah. a totally different world. Mm. And then you got someone like Erin Baker who went for the challenge. It was always about the challenge, not necessarily the. And, and she didn't care. Yeah, but yeah, so check it out, Mike Pig. We'll put. I'll be putting that up today. So, um, legendsoftriathlon.com. Anyway, let's wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kick, Kick hard. hard.